0: Um, My name is Alex Dunlap. I'm the general manager for AWS Elemental. Let me get the clicker here. Um, This is a session on uh, how AWS is enabling advanced media workloads. uh, Workflows, sorry. Um, What we're going to do, we're going to look at the five AWS Elemental media services uh, that we launched this week. Um, I'm going to try to, I guess, leave you with a couple of things. Uh, One is an understanding of why we built them, sort of the problems we were trying to solve with them. Uh, Second is, uh, uh, Quadra is going to do some demos. So you'll get some hand-on experience seeing what they're capable with. So we're going to kind of bounce back and forth. I'll do a little talk, a little presentation. uh, And then Quadra will do a demo to kind of illustrate the points. Um, So let's talk uh, video. When you say video, you tend to think of uh, AWS uh, media and entertainment customers. Um, There are a lot of customers doing uh, video and ME video on AWS. Uh, this is folks like Discovery, this is folks like BBC. Um, we did a really cool project with NASA in April where we did a 4K stream from space. Uh, so we sent an elemental uh, encoder appliance up into the International Space Station, beamed an interview down in 4K. It was the first time anyone had ever done live 4K video from space, um, and then did a QA with uh, a conference we were holding. Here in uh, Las Vegas, um, videos not just for M&E though. Uh, one of the things we're excited about with these services is the ability to bring broadcast-grade video technology into the hands of corporate communications, or marketing events, or gaming, or surveillance. If you watched the ReInvent uh, live stream today, you were watching a stream that was encoded by uh, an Elemental piece of software, packaged by an Elemental packager, and then distributed using uh, Amazon CloudFront. Um, If you don't know Elemental, uh, Elemental was um, a a pioneer in streaming video. Uh, So uh, AWS acquired Elemental about two years ago. And um, Elemental has thousands of media and entertainment customers, other... Video customers. Um, our mission is really to help perfect our customers' media experiences. Um, so let me go a little bit into the AWS Elemental Media Services that we launched. Um, tell a little bit of you know kind of my experience working with uh, customers doing video. Um, when you talk to a lot of media and entertainment customers. Uh, you ask them what their business is all about. They usually say things like, we're a um, sports broadcaster, or we do uh, you know, compelling dramas, or we're doing corporate communications. Um, they tend to describe their content. They tend to describe the value that their viewers get out of their content. Um, if you then ask them, what do they do in an average week, or an average month, or an average day, uh, the answer gets very different. They tend to describe their infrastructure. They tend to describe problems they have dealing with formats. They tell, uh, tell us about uh, scaling problems. And so this seems like a very clear example of what, in AWS, we call undifferentiated heavy lifting. So our customers are spending their time not on what makes their business special, but instead spending time on the things that are just necessary in order to um, keep the machinery of video running. So we launched uh, AWS Elemental Media Services to to really change that equation. And I tend to kind of organize my thinking around three areas of benefit that customers can get by using our solutions uh, to um, power their media workflows. The first is reliability. Delivering video at high scale with a high level of reliability, it's it's hard. And uh, customers will spend a large amount of their effort ensuring that video is um, successfully delivered to their audience. Uh, we'll look today at a bunch of examples uh, in the sports uh, uh, area, sort of sports broadcasters. Um, I picked that for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I think sports is uh, you know, something that people can identify with. But it's also one that is very reliability um, prone. If you're not delivering, if you miss a play, if you miss a goal, if you miss a basket, if you miss a touchdown, um, your audience is going to be upset. So sports is a very demanding um, use case from a reliability perspective. So we'll use that as an example as we go through here. Um, the second is agility. This space, video technology, is, tra- is changing at a tremendously fast clip. Um, when I was growing up, if I wanted to watch TV, I would turn on a program at 8 o'clock. I would watch it for 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and I would over, be over, I would turn, turn it off. Maybe I would run Get Popcorn in the middle of the commercial breaks. Um, v- viewers today expect that they're going to be able to watch any program on any device whenever they want. Um, they expect it's going to look great. They expect they're going to have uh, a really compelling user experience. Um, these are the table stakes, And um, keeping up with that rate of change um, is hard. Um, We built our AWS Elemental Media Services to give customers the agility to adopt new technology without buying new infrastructure, without having to go deep into new standards, um, so that they can focus on their content, um, kind of teeing up the third one, Um, But the agility to um, uh, adopt new technology and really keep pace with a tremendously fast uh, rate of change. Third is focus. Um, Customers want to focus on their content. They want to focus on their user experience. They don't want to focus on their infrastructure. So we built these services to um, give them the opportunity to focus. There are five AWS media services. Um, I'll talk about these, Uh, let me give you a quick overview right now of the five and then we can go into uh, them in more detail. Uh, AWS Elemental Media Live is a, a live encoding service. So you use this to process live video in the cloud. AWS Media Convert, AWS Elemental Media Convert is a file-based counterpart for that. So this uh, works on uh, compressing and adding uh, processing for on-demand video assets. AWS Elemental Media Package is a just-in-time packaging and origination service. So this prepares your videos for delivery, your live videos for delivery to various devices. AWS Elemental Media Store is a media-optimized origin. Um, particularly for live video, works for VOD as well. Uh, It sits between your encoding layer and your CDN for a very simple, scalable origin that is performance-tuned for the unique characteristics of video. And then finally, AWS Elemental Media Tailor uh, is a server-side ad ad insertion uh, service. So it allows you to stitch together uh, programming with advertisements, Uh, so that each customer gets a unique stream that is consistently encoded and processed to a very high um, uh, video quality bar. Let's go through these. And um, I'm going to kind of organize around those three benefits. And what we'll do, um, I want to start off each of these three areas. So we'll go through reliability, we'll go through agility, we'll go through focus. Um, I'm going to give you kind of a quote, something that we heard from our customers. Um, We'll go into one or two of the services, and then we're going to bounce over to Quadra for a demo. So on reliability, I had a conversation with a sports broadcaster, and he was describing what he saw his job was. Uh, This was over a dinner at the IBC conference a couple years ago. Um, And what he was saying is, my job, first and foremost, is to make sure that we never go black. So when I'm distributing video over the Internet, um, or over traditional means, in sports, whatever else happens, I need to put out one second of programming for each um, second of time that the game is on. Um, And that is his job. Everything else is subordinate to that reliability. So we built AWS Elemental Media Live um, as a... um, highly reliable video encoding service. Uh, It allows you to uh, spin up a live channel at the push of a button. Uh, We'll demo this today. Um, What we do behind the scenes is we deploy resources redundantly to multiple availability zones. So you get the benefit of um, redundant infrastructure uh, without needing to manage any of the encoding servers or the other uh, technology um, that is uh, powering a high-reliable experience. Um, it scales very easily. Uh, so you can, uh, uh, talking about sports, you can spin up a, um, a, a channel when a game starts, and you can spin it back down when it ends. It scales. Um, you only pay for what, the, what you use. Um, and it has that broadcast quality uh, that viewers expect. Uh, The other one that is highly reliable, well, they're all highly reliable, but the other one that I'll cover in the reliability section here is AWS Elemental Media Store. And this is a high-performance origin for live video. Um, How do performance and reliability go together? Um, Most video today on the Internet is, is fragmented video. So you're producing a manifest file and a series of video fragments. Um, What's needed for uh, video is consistency of performance. So I need to consistently, when I ask for a manifest, get back the latest one. I can't get back one that is old, otherwise playback is going to stop. If I'm using short fragment sizes, um, I'm writing a new fragment every two seconds. Um, My CDNs are pulling those fragments every two seconds. If I have... um, more than two seconds to deliver the last byte of that video fragment, playback is going to stop. So we built AWS Elemental Media Store to give very consistent performance uh, for live video. The way we do it, we have a um, caching layer. Uh, when you write a video fragment or a manifest file, it initially gets written to a uh, in-memory caching layer, um, which will hold your objects there uh, for a few minutes, Um, While they're being requested, Um, you point your encoding layer at Media Store, you point your CDN at Media Store, it serves as the origin for your CDN, like Amazon CloudFront, and um, it's a very simple, scalable way of giving your customers reliable performance. Um, I'll give you an example of a customer in the sports. Uh, Area who are using Elemental Solutions to uh, deliver live video reliably. Um, Amazon Prime Video, we were uh, uh, using Elemental Services to power the Thursday night football experience. Um, So uh, the way they've architected, they have um, sources that exist at the venue. Um, There's actually some production companies that help out. Uh, getting the video stream from uh, the production truck uh, at, a, at a venue. Um, that gets pushed into uh, AWS Elemental Cloud. Uh, they're using a, a live appliance and uh, AWS Elemental Delta, which is uh, the predecessor to... what uh, later became AWS Elemental Media Package, um, but the, the version they're using uh, was... This all started before we launched. Um, they feed uh, that video stream into uh, Media Tailor, AWS Elemental Media Tailor, which produces a unique manifest uh, for every uh, cu- customer, um, uniquely combining ads with content. Uh, so the ads that I see on my devices might be different than the ads that you see on your devices. Um, those ads are transcoded uh, using. Um, our our server product, our our file-based encoder, and um, delivered through uh, distribution partners. All of this is done with multiple layers of redundancy. So they have designed the system uh, to run in two different regions. Uh, So they're using, actually, more than two. Uh, They've got several different regions. For the US, it's two, which is where most footballers watch, but not entirely. Um, and um, w- we are, on their behalf, running in two different availability zones uh, to give uh, give them that, ex- that that reliable experience. Uh, the result is they've been able to give their customers a highly available uh, live stream. They've not gone black. So with that, I'm going to ask Qu- Quadra to come up and do a little demo of um,
1: Media MediaLive. All right. Thanks, Alex. Up. Hopefully, my computer still works. My name is Quadra. I run the engineering team at Elemental. And I'm just going to give you a really quick one. We're going to do three demos. This one's going to be the quickest one. Uh, what you're going to see here, let me go ahead and log into my demo account here, real quick, using IAM. All right. So, what you see here is about 109 channels that are up and running. On my AWS account. Now, if you're a broadcaster and you've just signed a deal for 100 new channels, or 300 new channels, or 1,000 new channels, the ability to go ahead and get all of them running inside your account instantly is pretty rewarding. Similarly, any developer with an AWS account can create the same set of accounts, uh, same set of uh, workflows, very, very quickly. So. Let See if I can show you. In this particular scenario, what's happening is we've got a variety of channels up and running. One of these channels is pushing the data to Media Store. Now, Media Store, as Alex mentioned, is our fast streaming—you uh, know—it's a really fast cache-based system that allows you to stream data really reliably. That's one of its work, uh, one of its use cases. And what we're doing here is the two encoders that Alex talked about. One of them is sending the data to one media store endpoint, and the other one is sending the data to another media store endpoint. And I've got the link on my phone, which I will show. And hopefully, this channel is still up and running. My phone is still loading. If you come offline, I can validate this workflow end to end, but All right, on conference Wi-Fi, I do have something up and running. And it's basically going from Elemental Media Live to encoders, going into Elemental Media Store, going into my phone. So that's just a start to see
0: how you can, in just a few clicks, create a Uh, highly reliable live channel running in uh, uh, AWS Elemental Media Services. Um, The second one I wanted to talk about today is agility. And I was talking to a content owner in New York earlier this year, and um, this is paraphrasing a little bit, but um, they were saying that their job was really to make their content look great anywhere and everywhere. Um, So this was a VOD use case. um, And they see an explosion of formats and features and resolutions and devices. And they were spending what they thought was too much time just trying to get their content to look great instead of spending time on the content itself. Um, We built AWS Elemental Media Convert to help uh, do that. So at its core, it's a compression service, a file-based compression service that allows you to prepare videos for deliveries to TVs or connected devices. Um, It allows customers to build video-on-demand workflows in minutes, uh, not months, and it has all of the um, broadcast-grade features that customers expect, everything from... Um, watermarking to uh, uh, add insertion uh, to a broad range of format supports, uh, and we'll see some of that today in the, in the demo. Uh, we've also built it as a, um, uh, like all of these services, a pay-as-you-go uh, service. You pay just by the minute of content that you process through, through the service. Um, on the live side, you looked at uh, earlier at uh, the encoding side, so preparing the actual uh, video stream. Uh, there's a second step to delivering live video, which is packaging. Um, packaging allows you to take that encoded video stream and deliver it to many different types of devices. Uh, so uh, a very common example would be maybe to prepare a HLS package video. Um, that would be delivered to, say, an iOS device, and a Dash package video that might be delivered to a browser. Um, A lot of our customers want to protect their video streams. They want to make sure that the people who pay for their videos can watch them reliably, and people who don't can't. Um, So AWS Elemental Media Package also provides integration points with a large number of digital rights management Uh, systems uh, that you can use to protect your uh, valuable content. Uh, And then the last thing we've added is some DVR-like functionality uh, to um, the packaging uh, of live video. So AWS Elemental Media Package allows you to do a 72-hour rolling uh, catch-up window. So if you have a 24 by 7 uh, TV channel, uh, you can have your customer, give your customers the ability to go backwards in time up to 72 hours and watch any program. Uh, they can also uh, use um, Media Package to start to the beginning of a program again. Uh, so if you come into a, a game that's already started, you can go back to the beginning. Um, or uh, we have one customer who's using a time shift capability. They've got programs... They want to run at 8, 8, 8 p.m., and they want it to be 8 p.m. whether it's on the West Coast or on the East Coast. Uh, so they use uh, AWS Elemental Media Package time shift capabilities to ensure that the stream are available at 8 p.m. where the customer is, um, uh, uh, regardless of time zone. Um, Here's a quote from Um, Pac-12. Pac-12 is using um, AWS Elemental Media Store, Um, but I thought this quote really uh, spoke to the agility and that, um, you know, to stay ahead of technical requirements and keep our focus on our core capability of delivering a great athletic experience without having to spend millions of dollars on advanced video data centers, we are turning to the cloud. Um, So, you know, clearly they said, I'm going to, want to focus on sports, not focus on uh, keeping up with a very rapidly moving uh, technology environment. So uh, with that, let's have Quadra come back up and uh, take a look at
1: uh, Media Convert and Media Package. All right, we'll do a slightly deeper demo this time, because the last one, you just had to take my word that the uh, stuff worked the way I told you it was working. Um, So what we're gonna do, is we're gonna go to an account, and you'll notice that on the Media Live Console, I've got no channels. Go to the Media Package Console, there's no channels. All right, so we're gonna build a channel from scratch. All right, so I've got some Python code, don't don't judge me. Uh, <laughs> but all it's gonna do is I'm gonna type time. All right. So what this script is doing is it created two media live uh, it created a single media live input, which comes with two IP addresses that are yours to keep that you can attach. It has created a media live channel, and it's created two media package endpoints where it's publishing from the two encoders, and it's connected all of them together. So let's take a look. Oh, I called it practice demo. This is the real demo. Let's do this again. Just so you know that this is all happening the way we want it to. All right. But let's go ahead and take a look at what practice demo is doing. So you've got the channel. You've got an input that's associated with that channel. That input has two IP addresses that are Elastic IPs, they are yours to keep. And the reason why these, are, these two concepts are decoupled is so that if you have upstream workflows, you can connect those upstream workflows with these channels, and then you can bring the channels up and down, depending on whether you're broadcasting or not, but, you know, or you can change the configuration of your channels, but you don't want to touch your upstream workflows or the security firewall rules that you have set up up there as well. Similarly, you've got a security group, Right now, for the purposes of this demo, I've just whitelisted it to everywhere. Don't do that. You can put your specific ciders there. All right, so this particular demo is up and running, and it also has two IP addresses for the output site. So if your downstream packager or whatever it is that you're using has firewalls on it, you can also use that to restrict access from anywhere except these two IP addresses. So your channel has two IP addresses that are associated with it, so you can reliably get the data from there. See if the real demo one, that one is still coming up. Now we'll go to the practice demo in media package. All right, so what you'll notice is you've got an ingest URL here. You've got credentials that you can use to authenticate yourself. And we've created an HLS endpoint. Okay. You'll also notice that the HLS endpoint right now has no manifest associated with it because, well, I haven't sent any data there yet. All right. So I'll continue on with the practice demo just so everything sticks the same. <coughs> we are going to start broadcasting now. All right. So. This is an uh, OBS, Open Source Broadcasting Software, that allows you to stream data. And you can stream your screen, you can stream um, you know, a video that you have running, or you can stream uh, connected to a webcam. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to the input for this practice channel. I'm gonna copy this input URL. Go to settings and the stream. All right, so it's gonna go to the first input, press okay. Let's hope the conference Wi-Fi you know, ends up working out. So it is streaming, let's hope it's making it to the channel. A lot of very wise people said don't try to do a demo on conference Wi-Fi and in real time. Unfortunately, I don't even have a backup video, so hopefully this works. All right. Okay, so now we've got an HLS endpoint. Let's talk about some of the things that Alex uh, talked about. So you've got an HLS endpoint that works for your iOS devices. Let's say you wanna have a Dash player on your Chrome browser or your Android devices. Let's just go ahead and make that happen. All right, what I'm gonna do here is go to Dash. You can control the segment size. You can control the manifest window duration. And just go ahead and click. Save. Alright, now you have a dash endpoint. With a dash, multi-period dash manifest that I think you can see the raw dash manifest coming in. Changing. Um, let's go back to the other thing that Alex talked about, which is you know, you've got people in different time zones. Now Alex You know, he's not quite in the East Coast, but I would say he's, let's say he's three minutes apart from me. (laughs) You guys don't want to wait for three hours to to see this working. (laughs) I think I'm exaggerating with the three minutes. Let's just do, uh, wait, this is not what I want to do. We're going to do a time delay of 15 seconds. Okay? I want to call it Oh whoops, I'm editing the existing one, I don't wanna do that. I wanna actually create a new one. Add, we're gonna call it Alex time zone. Time delay, about 15 seconds. Maintain the same segment length, and we'll go ahead and save this. All right, so. to see if I can fit everything on a single screen. All right, so this one on the right is the delayed endpoint Alex time zone. By the way, if anybody wants to watch it, you're welcome to just put your camera point to it and you can see things in Alex's time zone. Now I'm really tempting fate with the conference it's Wi-Fi. You sure? <laughs> All, right. All right. It's a pretty high bit rate too. That's the Wi-Fi uh, router's heating up. All right. Okay, so, how can I fit all three in one? Lots of screen innovation. So what I'm gonna do is turn on a stopwatch. So this is the delayed one in Alex's time zone. All right, this one started buffering. (laughs) Okay, so you'll see that the normal one, the glass-to-glass latency is about 11 seconds. All right, and about 27 or so seconds on this other one. So if you can't read the numbers uh, from where you are, it's in the real time, time is 46 seconds. On the other one, it's 35. And on the third one, it was around 15. So you've got time delay capabilities built in. And just like that, you can uh, create, you know, start over TV. You can add encryption. All of that in a matter of minutes. Like, I've only been talking for five minutes, and uh, you've gotten an end-to-end broadcast-grade workflow that you can use for, you know, your kids' volleyball games and broadcast here, or you can, as a broadcaster or as a content owner, get channels up and running um, instantaneously. Back to you, Alex. Cool.
0: So the last area we'll talk about is focus, and this really is... um, uh, I think probably the most important thing, where, you know, you saw all of the conversation that we just had there with the demo, we were talking about user experience, we were talking about time delay, we were talking about, um, you know, features of the video, we weren't talking about configuring servers, we weren't talking about engineering for reliability, we were talking about focusing on our content, not the undifferentiated heavy lifting of managing infrastructure. Um, I had a broadcaster come to Seattle and had a a meeting with us, and um, he he said uh, what his job was was to run ads. That's, for an ad-supported business, really the focus that he's looking for. Everything else around it is in support of that function because that's what pays the bill. Um, We built AWS Elemental Media Tailor to help customers who have ad-supported business models Um, do that. Um, Historically, there were two ways of doing ad insertion uh, for connected devices. You could do client-side ad insertion. Um, There, the uh, phone would make calls out to get ads and programming, um, or the set-top box, whatever the device is. Um, This had an advantage that you could target very specifically. So each client was making calls out to an ad server and getting a unique ad um, for uh, a particular customer. Uh, so targeting was pretty powerful. But the user experience often led a, uh, led, left some things to be desired. Sometimes you'd get back an ad that was uh, encoded to a different quality standard than the underlying program. Sometimes it would be in different resolutions or bit rates, or even aspect ratios. You'd frequently get buffering as you went into ad out of programming or into programming coming out of ads. Um, so the user experience that customers got with client side ad insertion um, was, not, was not super great. Um, so some customers said, forget about client-side targeting. I'm just going to stitch my ads in on the server side. And what that allows you to do is ensure that all the programming in the ads are encoded to a consistently high-quality bar. But everybody sees the same ads. So with server-side ad insertion, traditionally, you gave up on a lot of the targeting capabilities um, that um, advertisers really like. Uh, We built AWS Elemental Media Tailor to remove that trade-off. What it is is a server-side ad insertion um, product that delivers a unique manifest file for each viewer. So on the server side, we're we're getting your manifest, so the output of um, AWS Elemental Media Package or something like it. Uh, We're creating a unique manifest file for each customer um, that contains common programming and unique ads. Uh, we call out to your ad decision server, um, so we work with any VAST compliant um, ad server, and uh, it, it will tell us here are the uh, the ads to use for this customer. Uh, we will transcode them to the same quality specifications as the underlying program, and stitch them into a single unique manifest for each viewer. Uh, we provide a bunch of tracking mechanisms for both server side and client side ad reporting. Uh, so you're able to see who's watching uh, which ads. Fubo TV is a um, uh, a new uh, OTT um, uh, platform for sports. Um, they got started with uh, soccer, um, but have since expanded into a, a large number of other sports as well. Uh, they're using uh, AWS Elemental Media Tailor to personalize their ads. Um, What I liked about this quote um, was that it it talks about uh, the the ability to test new monetization strategies and even launch new services in in a matter of minutes. So, again, Fubo here, they're focusing on their business. They're focusing on their advertising. They're focusing on their user experience. They're not focusing... On, um, it says, without worrying the infrastructure. So we devote our time and resources to advancing the value of our offerings. This is absolutely the sort of focus that we were talking about here. Um, come back to the, the Prime Video, um, they're using uh, Media Tailor as well uh, for ad insertion on, on Thursday Night Football. Um, So maybe one last demo to show you how you can focus on user
1: experience. That's right. Not on infrastructure. Yeah. I will just add a little bit to the the media tailor for Thursday Night Football. So today, uh, if you go stream uh, Thursday Night Football on Amazon Video, you'll get ads that are personalized for you using media tailor. And that's, you know, it's serving millions of viewers every game. So we're going to go ahead and do a demo that allows you to do that demonstrate your ability to focus and focusing on your business. So, we're going to start by looking at Elemental Media Convert. And what Elemental Media Convert is, it's a brand new service that allows you to transcode file-based assets. Okay. So, I'm going to start by duplicating an existing job, and you'll notice that the input is coming from S3 and it's this file called vanlife.mt2S. I'm just gonna I have a copy of that. Just gonna play it. So you'll notice a few things. So this is a file, it's about two minutes long. It's hard to read this, but you'll have to take my word that it's a 1280 by 720 file resolution. MT2S format. So let's do a simple transcode. Let's go ahead and create an output group. We'll call it MP4 file, and we'll call this demo real. All right, so... (coughs) Oh, excuse me. (laughs) Sorry about that. (laughs) Keeping everybody awake. It's those routers heating up. All right, so let's look at the first output. What I'm gonna say is, let's go ahead and reduce the resolution to 640 by 360. We'll reduce the bit rate from 5 megabits a second to about 1.2 megabits a second. And let's just say that's all we do, okay? Click Create. Now at this point, this job has been submitted. And almost instantaneously, it has now been allocated to a particular um, node behind the scenes to start downloading, processing, and uploading the file back to the output file group. And there's probably gonna be nothing there right now. So let's go ahead and click there. Yep, so nothing there right now. Click refresh. In this demo, I'll probably make a few mistakes, so, but the good news with media convert is that you can really rapidly iterate. All right, so I've got this modified file that I've given a name modifier to. And wow, that's gonna take way too long to download. So let me go ahead and do a couple of other interesting things. Let's go ahead and duplicate this job. And on the input, we're just gonna clip it. Uh, Let's do 30 seconds. Okay. And I'm gonna go to the, oops. Oh, it finished downloading. Great. So now this is a lower resolution file, 640 by 360, as anticipated. And it's 18 megabytes instead of 70, so that's really good. Um, It's gonna be even smaller now with the 30-second clipping, but let's do a few more things while we're Here, let's go ahead and add. And after reInvent, I I can really go to a, a beach. So I can really see myself on that beach. So I'm just gonna add a watermark here. I just go into my outputs, image inserter, add an image. And browse, I have an S3 bucket with a photo that we can use to watermark. Just a PNG. We'll use layer 0. We'll put it at the leftmost corner. And we will put it at, um, we want to put it at the bottom. And so let's do the 640 by 360 resolution again. And we will, the bottom would be around, let's say, 300. OK. And you can choose the start time and the duration and so forth. So that's the watermark one. Uh, Let's put a name modifier. So we'll call it watermarked. And I'm just gonna click create. And remember this output previously, oops. This output was 18 megs. Okay, this new job is progressing. Ah, there's an error. The clipping timecode was not found. promised I would make mistakes. You click duplicate. Here's what happened. I chose timecode source to be embedded. There isn't an embedded timecode source. I'm just gonna tell it to assume that timecode starts at zero. Create again, and let's see. Progressing. Hopefully, it won't error this time when it tries to clip the input. Okay, looks like it's making progress. The first one seems to be done. It is now complete. I can click on the file group, go to S3, and you'll notice that this file is now only 4 megs, and The watermark file is 18 megs. And the reason for that is I forgot to change the bitrate. So if you look here. I left the bitrate pretty high, so changed that to 1.2 megs again. But the old one is still downloading, so it's almost done, so you can still see it. All right. I have found myself on the beach. All right, let's do a couple of more things. We'll go ahead and duplicate this job yet another time. Actually, yeah, we'll duplicate this job later another time. The input video actually had ad markers in it too. So let's insert an ad slate. We'll go to my bucket and just use a slate image, choose. And while I'm here, I'm also gonna put this in a separate queue. Cuz you can manage all your jobs in various queues. Use that to prioritize and use that to organize. All right. Final job has been submitted, it's progressing. Notice it didn't spend much time in the queue, it got allocated very quickly. Takes about 30 seconds or so to process. Still working. It is now complete. If I click file group again, click the old one. All right, so now the watermark one, one is complete. It's 4.8 megabytes. Let's go ahead and download it from S3. All right. So now it's smaller, and the ad marker comes in in about 10 seconds. All right, so now you can insert ads at that spot. And it should go away and back to main content. So now for your VOD assets, you can have that embedded. Now, the good news is that while you can really quickly use the uh, console to iterate rapidly and figure out what your workflow looks like, once that is done, you can get the job uh, job JSON file And really just programmatically um, insert as many jobs as you want without having to worry about provisioning instances, their utilizations, their availability, orchestrating across those instances, monitoring them, and so forth. It all kind of happens for you behind the scenes, okay? Um, Let me just show you that final job that we just finished. And... This is the whole description of the job that you can basically use to copy and paste, to programmatically call this workflow as many times as you want on as many outputs or inputs as you want. All right. So Alex. So um,
0: we built these, as you see, to be really, um, make it really easy for you to focus on your content and your user experience rather than Uh, the infrastructure. Um, We've built them to give you a reliable experience. And because this all runs in AWS, we take on the heavy lifting of making sure we're adapting the services um, to new standards as they emerge, adding new capabilities, not you. This lets you be agile and nimble with your businesses. Um, These are all available today. Uh, What I'd encourage you to do is go into the management console, uh, try it out, Give us your feedback, let us know uh, where it's working. Um, I'm gonna stick around, Uh, we'll be up at the front here uh, for any questions. Um, We're also down in the AWS Village, we have a pod there. Um, uh, We're also showing, if you're interested, uh, our Media Convert product, Uh, we used it to create some uh, 360 video offerings, so you can put the goggles on uh, and see a real good uh, demo of what you can do with uh, uh, Media Convert. Thank you for coming. Uh, We'll stick around for any questions you might have. Thanks.